Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. It's a little rasp in there. There's a little bit of rasp. Up in, up in okay? here. Yeah. And Jesse, when I say Jesse's, in there. you're pointing to your throat, your esophagus. Yeah. Well, I, if you couldn't hear that, that's on you. <laughs> yeah. Audience. <laughs> if you couldn't hear the point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was right next to the microphone. Guys, you got to listen for the point. This is a kind of this is the kind of close listening that I ask of our audience. Sure. And also, I think you should be explicating the program. Yeah. We we're kind of like the flaming lips in that we want you to listen to this podcast on five different stereos. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> to really get the nuances, the throat points. Also, I'm in a giant hamster ball. <laughs> so in those two ways, we're like the flaming lips. Sure. Oh, oh, also, you... also, you should be shrooming. <laughs> yes. We suggest. You live in, ex- in an eccentric mansion also. I Farmhouse? Farmhouse? I, I think that guy lives – the Wayne Coyne? I think yeah, he Wayne lives Coyne. on a weird farm. Does he really? Yeah, I think so. Where does our, he live? Our buddy, Austin? Our buddy Brian Heater went to visit him. No, it's something like Oklahoma. It's something super rural. It's not yeah. even like a uh, – I don't know. Norman, Oklahoma? I don't remember enough of the story to comment. I think he lives in a weird farm and I think it's in Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. You ever been to a farm? Uh, I think I can re- I can vaguely remember a farm field trip as a kid. Let's bring our guest in. We'll find out if he's ever <laughs> if he's ever been to a farm. You know him as a stand-up comedian, uh, home base, of course, Chi-Town, Chicago, Illinois. Visiting here to Los Angeles. No, you've moved here to Los Angeles? He's moved here to Los Angeles. I didn't know that. I hope you're listening for all this nonverbal communication, by the way, audience. <laughs> this is why. You play it on five stereos, yep. preferably a hi-fi. You know what I recommend? Get a really good set of cans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't just go cost Porter Pro. That's a great value. Mm-hmm. But I would say upgrade to a Grado. Sure. Mr. Dan Telfer is our guest. Hello. How are you? I'm well. And you, Dan? Have you ever been to a farm? Uh, I grew up in a variety of suburbs, one of which was quite rural. So I actually was adjacent to many farms. Uh, so this was some kind of farm suburb? Uh, one of them was. One of them, Elwood, Illinois. What kind uh, of farms do they have there? Well, uh, mostly corn, uh, mm-hmm. as is much of the Midwest is just mostly corn. Did and- you ever fall into any of the machinery? You know what? It was a constant phobia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was always like there was. I, I did cut myself on several rusty nails mm-hmm. and uh, think I was. I'm obviously going to die immediately. Sure. Uh, stepped on one. Um, what about farm? Let's stop talking about barns full of blades and old fashioned equipment. I want to know about farm animals. Those are my favorites. Tell me about some farm animals you met as a as a youth in Elmwood, Illinois, or whatever Elwood, you just said. Elwood, Elwood. It's like uh, the Blues Brother, right? Mm. I also lived in Joliet, mm-hmm. uh, the other blues brother. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I lived in Shemp, uh, <laughs> Curly Joe Dorita. Yeah, sure. Uh, I grew of- up in Rodney Dangerfield from Caddyshack, <laughs> California. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember, I love, I, I'm a big. Can I just say that I grew up in Ghostbusters? Yeah. Okay. Great. That's a fun Go thing ahead. to say. Well, I kind of want to stop what you're we're talking shit. about and just pretend we all grew up in <laughs> Ghostbusters. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be a lot of fun, if but we're talking bad, about farm animals uh, here, Dan. Refocus. Refocus. Right. Farm animals. All right. Uh, Do you think that when Rodney Dangerfield was dancing in Caddyshack, <laughs> no, Jordan. he knew what song they were playing? Or did you think – because it's – the dance he does in Caddyshack is so crazy. <laughs> 
Like, do you think he knew they were playing that Journey song? Or is it like, hey, Rodney, just fucking dance. We're going to throw in a big hit later. Jordan. Yeah. We're trying to talk about farm animals. Oh, sorry. But what do you guys, just real quick, what do you think he was, just say yes or no. Do you think he heard the Journey song or not? No, absolutely not. Okay. That's just, just they, they worked that in because he just dances like that. I don't yeah. think he heard the Journey song until the, until the day, he, through the day he died. I think no, he's never. in heaven right now. Yeah. In in Jewish heaven. He's being busted <laughs> by Ghostbusters right He's now. in Jewish heaven right now, you mean never hell? having heard <laughs> that song. Yeah. Can we get back to the farm animals? What's important here? So, Dan. Yeah. Tell me about what kind of farm animals you met. Uh, I met sheeps. I met goats. Right. Goats. Chickens. I've, I've been chased around by chickens. I thought they were going to kill me. There's a lot of different animals on a farm, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I think that there's no doubt. And frankly, that there can be no doubt that the best animal on a farm is a goat. I'll tell you why. Oh. Hmm. It's the only one with a beard. Yeah. Disposes of all those annoying cans. It can see in other dimensions. Have you ever seen their pupils? They got those weird cuttlefish retinas where they can see like in... Wait, what? They, like, can, they can see in a parallel dimension because they have weird... Like, cutt- wait, like, like a goat can see your future? That's what I like to think, yeah. I mean, huh. it just has a weird shaped eyeball, but it's it's it looks so strange that I'm convinced that goats and cuttlefish can see in other dimensions. Now I want to see a version of the movie Looper with goats. <laughs> That would well, be pretty cute. It's on you, Channel 101s. <laughs> that would be the place for it. Time to submit. But let's uh, wait, get back wait, to so goats. wait, no, no. So what? What? What do you mean when they can see in another dimension? Like they can, they can see your well, anxiety. You know, time, time, and space are both you know measurable things, mm-hmm. and uh, and and it can it can peel apart the universe and hmm. see between its folds. Huh. This is... Much like a much like a big a big comforter. On a bed could be a G.I. Joe base. So you're saying – Jordan, what I'm trying yeah. to tell you here is Dan Telfer's trying to sell you a load of hooey. Um, is he? This no. guy's trying to s- – They have weird eyeballs and I don't know why. He's from the heartland of America, Jesse. That's true. His main anxiety growing up was falling into machinery. Well, that was one of many glorious deluxe uh, – There's a plethora of anxieties I had as a child. Yeah. yeah and I had another farm animal uh, thing where uh, – Have you ever seen a monster pig on a farm? I'm sorry. I don't. Those pigs that are like unnaturally large and have tusks and like look like they've bred with a boar at some point. No, that's like, great though. It is Tell great. me more about yeah. this animal. I once met a pig uh, and it was bigger than I was and I tried to pet it and then my friend's mom said, oh, oh, don't pet Charlie. He took Uncle Dave's, you know, thumb off once. Like they would, they just eat people parts and they keep them. They like they they. What, why you? Why do you keep around a man eating pig? That's what I. That's just what terrified a, me to keep I, ki- the kids in line. I guess, but like I think they were gonna eventually butcher it or take it to like you know like those competitions. You know, like what's the fattest pig and they give you a bunch of money. I bet the meat the is the sweetest from an evil pig. I bet the e- more evil the pig, the sweeter the meat. <laughs> that's got to be true. And if it's digested human at some point, you know, oh, there's a little yeah. bit of your family. All, all I really, <laughs> all I really know about. Real life pigs. I've, you know, I know a lot about one particular fictional pig. Beast of the Southern Wild Apocalypse Pigs, right? That's the one pig that you know a lot about. (laughs) Babe from Babe 2, Pig in the City. That's a little obscure for me. The pig Babe. So, but the only thing I know about real life pigs. Guys, let's go around the room. Oscar picks. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I know about real life pigs is uh, Tom Arnold. Mm Mm-hmm. From uh, True Lies. Yeah. You know him. He was on... I, oh, I just... Side note, I caught 20 minutes of True Lies on AMC the other day. Uh, forgot how racist it was. 
why yeah, do they really why racist, do they play it, it on TV? I haven't yeah. seen it in you know fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, obviously, obviously, uh, came out in an era where you could just say as many awful things about people from the Middle East as you know. The people oh, is from that where it was yeah, racist? Yeah, they just they were just yeah. like, oh, look at those. The dark bad people. guys are called the Crimson Jihad. Yeah, literally. Uh, I'll tell you, like. Or go ahead, Jordan. Oh, sure. And I, but I watched the scene where Jamie Lee Curtis has to go in and strip for uh, Schwarzenegger, who she doesn't know is Schwarzenegger at that point. So she gets the assignment from Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold like calls and he says, "Okay, you have to, you know, you're a prostitute named Carmen, and you're, you know, a, a, you know, Carmen, one of those people, right? Well, an opera prostitute." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so you go, yeah. So it's like you go into his room, and, and she's like, "I'm not gonna have to." And uh, and Tom Arnold's like, no, no, he just likes to watch. And then she becomes okay with it. I mean, <laughs> it's not sex, but I mean, it's implied that a guy's going to jack off in front of you. Like, but she's just okay with that. I don't know. Look, there's a couple of things. I also I recently watched all of True Lies, mm. maybe six nine months ago on Netflix, mm-hmm. because I just wanted to know what I would think of True Lies as an adult. Sure, there were a couple of things that struck me. One was the racism. Yeah. I was appalled. (laughs) Appalled. It was like watching... You know how, like, in some of the old Disney movies, there's crows that are just stand-ins for racist versions of black people? Yeah. Okay, so it's sort of like that, only with actual people, and it's Middle Easterners. (laughs) Right. So, like, it is... And uh, and, and Tia Carrera is their leader. Yeah. It is like a full-on... They need a a bosomy Asian woman to tell them what to do. It is a full-on crazy minstrel show. Sure. It is insane, like, how far they go. So there was that. That was one thing. Number two, I still kind of enjoyed it. Number three, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I guess I had forgotten this because I had not watched an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie since, like, Last Action Hero. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) is horrible. He's so bad. He's the worst. Horrible. Especially when he has to tell a joke, and there's so much comedy in that movie. Like, the first half of that movie is like a goofy comedy before it becomes uh, a racist bloodbath. I was so happy when Last Action Hero came out, and people were like, is this the end of Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because I was like, yes, okay. Like (laughs) He's been so bad for so long, and no one will fess up to it. He's so bad. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what was the appeal of that? Yeah, it's so funny when you watch something, and he just ruins a line so hard, and you're like, what were the other takes? Like, yeah, there was yeah. worse takes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was thing number three. Yeah. And then thing number four was, I was like, you know what? Fucking Tom Arnold is great in this movie. Yeah, it is. I remember <laughs> as a kid. He really, like, enlivens the whole thing. He's really funny. Like, he really carries the movie. My, I remember, I really, really clearly remember seeing that movie in the theater. And that was, like, my favorite kind of movie as a kid was, like, the, you know, crazy action movie. Because, you know, it felt like, hey, I'm seeing a grown-up movie. Sure, like, going yeah. to see RoboCop 2 was huge for me. Well, those are the R movies you first heard about were, like, the Predators and right. Terminators. Yeah, and- yeah. Um, and I just remember there's something where Tom Arnold is getting shot at and he hides behind like a pole or something. And, you know, the guns all go off and then he he checks himself to see if he's been shot and then checks his junk. And I remember <laughs> just thinking like, oh, man, this man's a genius. That was so funny. So I laughed at that so hard. Tom Arnold was a guest on our friend Matt and Jimmy's podcast, Never Not Funny. Oh. And he talked about his time working in an abattoir for pigs. Mm-hmm. And... 
apparently okay so tom arnold says all things in the same tone so you have to understand that as context for this like every like imagine tom arnold on roseanne or tom arnold in true lies or that kind of manic i mean he just only talks one way so he tells this story about this grisly old pig that is he's working on he told two insane stories the more insane of which maybe one of the stories involved it being like 20 minutes before closing time he's working on the line and his buddy wants to go to the bathroom and in order for him to go to the bathroom they would have to stop the line and so Tom Arnold's like come on you're going to make us all have to go home late because you had to go take a piss like we're almost done just wait until we're done and he said no I really got to go so Tom Arnold decided he could do both of the jobs at the same time so they wouldn't have to uh, stop the line cut his thumb off on uh, some kind of rotating knife and was like and he said, well, uh, what my thought was, was he said it was like, f- it was like flapping. And he said, <laughs> well, the only, the only good news is I get to go home early. But they stopped the line. The doctor came down, sewed his thumb back on, and sent him back to work. Wow. And That's so everyone a- had to go yeah. home late because they had to stop the line while they were sewing Tom Arnold's thumb back on. <laughs> oh, God. So there's that. That's number one. Sure. The other fucking story he told is him and his buddy are working in the intake on the, uh, the fucking uh, scale mm-hmm. for the pigs. So the pigs come in. They weigh them. They make an offer to the farmer. The farmer says yes or no. And he said there was this one nasty old pig, one of those kind of pigs you were talking about. Monster pig? A monster pig. Is that their technical name, Dan? No, that is what I would call them when I would cry later. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that these things weren't much use. Uh, so they they would often turn them away, but this farmer seemed like he really needed the money, so he made him a sort of lowball offer. Mm -hmm. And they have to get him up on the scale. So as they're getting him up on the scale... The pig starts to go ape shit, and it starts swinging its head around. Fucking has you know uh, what do you call that tusks? tusks. Yeah. Has tusks. Gets Tom Arnold's best friend's yeah. uh, uh, artery in his thigh, and he just bleeds out and dies right in front of Tom Arnold. God. And Tom Arnold takes a huge uh, metal pole. And whacks the pig with all his strength in the nuts. And then the pig goes down and then they kill it. Wow. <laughs> it's like, you know, oh, I guess you think about – you think about – when you think about Tom Arnold, it's like, well, this is the guy who just got famous because he was dating Roseanne when she was the most famous person. It's like, I don't know. After hearing that, maybe he just kind of he, – he deserves a break. Yeah. Oh, that absolutely. That guy undoubtedly deserves a break and also talented guy. Sure. I mean, he's no Roseanne, no, but a very talented guy. He's no Darlene. You know, let him host my big redneck wedding on CSN. Oh, yeah. The, Is yeah. he? I think he does. I, I, I would not begrudge him that. I think that's what he does. I mean, the, the man is a funny man. And that is fucking horrifying. I bet, I bet, I bet, it, was his, I bet it was his call after that scene in True Lies to grab his junk. I bet he took, oh, yeah. took Cameron aside and says, hey, can we do that one more time? I got something. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I got something. Be sure not to make, – make sure that the crew knows something's coming so they don't laugh and ruin the take. Yeah. You know what I mean? But don't tell them what it is because I need that magic. Sure. You need that energy. 
Did I mention that my best friend died in front of me? <laughs> he was killed by a uh, murderous pig. Anyway, uh, you know what? I'm going to ruin it for you. I'm going to grab my own nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll. I'm ready when you guys are. Hey, Tom Arnold said. Tom Arnold said where he lived in Iowa, he was going to community college at the time. That was the good job. Oh, sure. Iowa is a terrifying place in some places. I mean, I've, I've driven through large chunks of it, and it's... What it's what's terrifying about it? I, I guess I have no opinion of I, Iowa. I've driven... The volume of corn. I've driven, yeah. what, like Dubuque, the Quad Cities, uh, Riverside, uh, all sorts of... But, like, any anytime you stop somewhere and it's a small town, and you're like, oh, this seems like an interesting town, and if you look it up later, it is, like, a legendary serial killer town. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 and then everyone's like, oh, I can't believe it's a serial killer. But there's one in every town. Like, every town is 300 people and like 10% of them have been serial killers. You're, You're like, like, I got I got these adorable Hummel figurines from, from a little old lady who has a second hand store and they're like, oh, I know that. I know that town. That's where the skin wearer lives. Exactly. That's, and, and you'd get that sense like, after you drive through it for eight hours and it's just nothing but corn that yeah. like somewhere there's a teenager desperate for <laughs> sure. viscera, you know, just like, come on, I've seen the movies. There's more to this world and I'll never escape. I have to create it in my basement. <laughs> I'm just picturing someone telling, telling their friend like, oh, you know, I was in Ames. I visited that Iowa Writers Workshop, and it's really beautiful. What an amazing place to learn your craft. And they're like, yeah, except for guest artist Michael Shabon killed three teenage girls <laughs> and drank their blood before returning to the Bay Area to write his Berkeley novel. I had fun in Dubuque, though. I had fun in Dubuque. I yeah. That's great. Well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Dan Telfer, luxurious hedgehog. Is that, he had that fucking bullet in the chamber. Yeah. No, no, I didn't. I, we were just talking about animals, and I was thinking about what if a farm animal was a hedgehog and how great that would be. <laughs> if you went to a farm really cool. and like And if like it loved cats. luxury. Yeah, like, yeah, well, I mean look, I just I just yeah, I I was like, well, we could make this a little decadent. Wouldn't mm-hmm. the problem be that you would probably be an English country farm and it would be fucking up your hedges? Do they fuck up hedgehogs? I think hedges, hedgehogs hedges. that's their whole deal, isn't it? But no, think... they're really fast and they love rings. But do you worry? <laughs> <laughs> do you uh yeah, they're they're blue. You're thinking uh, of something else, Jesse. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but who cares about your hedges? They're already like the squirreliest thing on your property. They're who cares like about this. your hedges? How are you going to define spaces on your property and keep your neighbor out of your shit? But they're too small to like uproot a hedge. They're these wiggly ass little English people do a thing where they just walk through hedge mazes all day. No, fucking. The countryside, they oh. go for like a week, they go on vacation and they just walk from pub to pub with a stick and a beard and a dog like the dog from the beginning of Downton Abbey. And if you don't have hedges, they could just walk right into your backyard. And yeah, they're but, drunk too, so. And they're like, oh, Bill Bryson told me to. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you gotta stay out. I got yeah. big ass hedges. I'm not letting any hedgehogs in there to fuck them up. I think a hedgehog at best could tilt a hedge. I don't think they could cause wanton hedge destruction. They kill, they eat the roots or something. Oh, oh, they murdered, like, oh, shit. That's what I think. 
There's like some there's some film noir happening under that hedge. They're killing the hedge. Look, I'm American. You got to send your detective uh, hound dog after him. I'm American. This is in my area of expertise. I'll admit that front and center. However, I presume the hedgehogs eat the roots, and then the hedge dies, and then one of these fucking country gamblers that's gamble with an O. Sure. Fucking strolls in right into your backyard, and pretty soon he's fucking your wife. Yeah. He's busting all your antiques with his shillelagh. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, I know Jordan. exactly what you're talking You're right here about. with me. This yeah. got so He's insidious. fucking your wife, so. busting up your antiques. Man. God. He's, uh, he's think- unspooling the music card on your player piano. Jordan, I told you we shouldn't have booked Antel for this week. I told you, James Harriet. Let's book James <laughs> Harriet. <laughs> Who's that? He's the creator of all things great and small. Oh, okay. I don't think he would be good. He would be really good. He's one of those guys that's mad because we're running our mouths and not asking him about his latest project. That's the best He's book. He's one of those guys. That's the best book and television series about a country veterinarian ever. <laughs> You're right. You are right about that. Does he train hedgehogs to destroy people's hedges so he can drunkenly wander into people's houses? <laughs> you know what? I didn't come here to wander through your fantasy life, Dan. You don't train the hedgehogs to do it. It's their natural way of being in the world. They're hungry. They're There's hateful. some roots there. They're going to chew them and eat them. I just thought they would be like the familiar of like a of a, of a Britain warlock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Jeez. Like they're doing his bidding. Get your head out of the clouds, Telfer. Uh, Get your feet down here on the ground where the rest of us live in, in real England from all <laughs> creatures great and small. James Harriet, country veterinarian. Goats, probably. The wind in the willows was real, right? Oh, Jesus. This guy can't even tell based on the difference it was embellished, between so. fantastical little, fiction and, and realist fiction. God. We're going to have to send you to the Ames Writers Workshop. All right. Shay Bond's a guest guest artist there. So he semester. does pretty realistic fiction from, mm-hmm. what I, from what I've been told. Not mm-hmm. a lot of anthropomorphism, but I guess mm-hmm. it's real. Anyway, moral of the story is goat's the best farm animal because it eats anything and it has a beard and it's really funny and it doesn't like anything. What animal would you like to see on a farm that, that's not currently featured? Mm, that's a really great question. They have question. to be practical on some level. That's yeah, a really sure. great question, Dan. Um, I'm glad you asked it. Uh, first of all, I want to thank all of the people who let me know what kind of animal I was thinking of when I went to the zoo recently, mm-hmm. uh, the serval. That's an excellent animal. There's a very tall cat. With huge ears. And a giant jumping ability. Apparently, some crazy people keep them as house pets. <laughs> yeah, I think I, 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 think I, oh, I, I remember uh, like seeing a weird shady website for serval kittens. Yeah, oh. I, um, I went... Uh, somebody linked to a home serval video on our um, uh, forum, and I click through. And then, you know, when you click on one video of a type, a variety of videos on the side happened. Like the other day when I watched one Vice video, and then all of a sudden it thought I wanted to watch a video. It was an interview with a real-life cannibal. Yeah. So, which I did not. <laughs> that's You know, that's why all the, all my videos are uh, Tilda Swinton nip slip. <laughs> you so search for one. I ended up watching this video. To be fair, they're all pretty good. Do you know these yeah. kind of ladies that do makeup vlogging? You know, it's a thing and they're yeah, like... The, I'm not surprised it exists. Main, I can, it's the main thing on the internet, basically. Yeah. It's so the only thing you can count on I'm imagineering popular. this video in my mind right now. It was, again, get your head out of the car. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Uh, th- this video was like this weird, vacant young woman 
like reasonably good looking, but hard to tell because she was wearing so much makeup, lying on a bed and talking like this about her serve all. <laughs> She's like, some people wait, say. Was she, wait, she wasn't applying the makeup, though. This was an. The makeup was on. Okay. And how. Okay. It looked like a Mary Kay convention, but which I once stayed at a hotel that was hosting a Mary Kay convention, oh, so I know what like that looks fun. like. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of leopard print, I'll tell you. So she was just lounging while this monster they, cat she was had in her, her house. Yes, her huge, like, t- man's torso-sized cat. And she's just going, some people say that some people say that serballs are dangerous, but they're not. My serval is really wonderful. It's very loving. Oh, man. You know, that's just like – that's the cat Jeez. version of the people who own the chimp that when it yeah. becomes uh, when it becomes adolescent, rips your balls off. She looked face. like she should and be – And face. And face. She looked like she should be accompanying Fred Durst to the Streamy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> like she just had those dead eyes. Sure. You know, like just a dead-eyed 23-year-old that hangs out on the Sunset Strip. Yeah. Can she's, we, and she's probably – yeah. you know, she's probably making more Google ad money than we'll see in a year. I know. Talking about that serval, but did she at least show the serval that you know it's in her house? Yeah, no, she. You see the serval. I mean, the serval is an amazing fucking animal. Yeah, I, mean, I can see why people, well, will, well, especially like, weird people who are already weird cat people, like why they would want to have this because it's yeah. it's like a cat but amazingly cool. <laughs> yeah, you know nothing, still... and that's not an insult to cats who I think are regular amount of cool, but a serval is like unfucking real. And you, it would be <laughs> cool to have it in your house. It's unreal because it lives in a place that humans don't so much. Yes. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that and it, it has super long legs, so it seems like that walking well, bed yeah. from uh, Little Nemo. And and if they live mainly off vultures that they snab from the sky, <laughs> like, just like that, <laughs> they, that might pose a danger to your house. Yeah. Okay. So back to the issue at hand, which is what animals should be on a farm that aren't. And I see you're thinking about cats, but they, you can't milk a cat. Well, a huge tortoise is the first. I mean, one like, a, like a like a barn, like a like. There's barn cats, you know. Yeah, there are some barn cats, but a barn serval, I don't know. If you have yeah. vulture problems, it might be good. It might be too cold, <laughs> right? Instead of a scarecrow, you just get a serval to run around your cornfield. Or you could just stop leaving all that carry-on out. Nah, that's a big problem in most farms. A lot of farms are just leaving. All your murder victims just mm-hmm. all over. Yeah. Sure. But I, I think a giant tortoise is my – you know the kind of tortoise where it's like three, four feet long? I don't – yeah. What's what's the – I don't understand what's the appeal the of the giant like, tortoise. What, he's not the, functional. Deli- that's why they don't a, have them on farms. What's delightful about it? He's, he's a big tortoise and he just goes around, I'm going to outlive you. I eat an entire head of lettuce. That is or cabbage. Good. Yeah, cabbage would be more fun. Wouldn't it become be a problem? Wouldn't it eat all the lettuce? No, there's Wouldn't it go root through all the farmers' crops and just. No, you just make sure to give him a head of cabbage sometimes when he's hungry. Yeah, but yeah, that's get... why the sharks don't eat the fish in the in the aquarium. Yeah, they're not hungry. Do you if, know anything about aquariums, like Dan? A, what if this is like a ravenous Dan, Dan, tortoise? Dan, if you give enough money to the aquarium, if you become a member of the aquarium, you can take a starfish out of the tide pool and throw it like a frisbee. Wow. Jordan grew up rich. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We had our fucking run of the place. If you give them enough money, you think they'd let you wrestle a dugong? <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, my dream. If I'm you're, not kidding at if all. You, if you pledge seriously. platinum membership... You get to you get to I feel like Greco-Roman wrestle a dugong. Like Jordan, they got could to, take a person. I think that would be fun to find out. Jordan had a dolphin do that thing where it, where it sticks its head out of the water and goes, er, 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 and then he pissed on it. 
Did you see that amazing? Yeah, video? my dad. My dad ponied up the money, so nobody yeah. nobody could say shit. I'm I'm glad. Yeah. What what happened to the video? There's a video of a girl. Uh, it says like yeah, with the serval. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> We're just talking about that. <laughs> With yeah. the dolphins, you're supposed Tilda to- Swinton is at the Independent Spirit Awards, and her she got a loose fitting dress, and you can kind of see her nips. <laughs> yeah, I've We've seen the video. Seen the internet, We've seen every Dan. video. She's, she's part dolphin, also. You can tell <laughs> this is, from yeah. looking at her from her bizarrely smooth skin. Yeah, and she her, has a weird film on her skin. The <laughs> eyes that were clearly birthed at the bottom of the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the girl gets her hand bitten by a dolphin at SeaWorld. Where, oh. where, like, she's dangling the fish and not paying attention, and there's, like, a sign. That seems dangerous A sign behind her that says, don't weird. dangle a fish, just throw it to the dolphins. Oh, and okay. she's like, I'm not paying attention. And it just dank, like, right on her oh, hand. No. It made me really happy because I was like, that's what happens. <laughs> that when is you the fuck with dolphins. I love, I love animal attacks when the animal wins and nothing bad happens to the animal. That is, <laughs> that is my, the highlight of my life. You're rooting for a return to wilderness. Absolutely. You don't believe in man's dominion over the beast. Not at all. That's what why animal I, I wanna... would you like to see at a farm? Uh, I kind of like your tortoise idea. Yeah, see? It's, I, I'm, I'm, Everyone I'm, likes that idea because it's a great idea. You could go have a picnic and you like, put like a little like – Tea table on it, you know. If you wanted, I guess I just, I guess I just consider, I guess the tortoise just to me is always in the category of weirdo pet. Like this is this is the pet of a man with a long gray ponytail. I have, well, yeah. if and I don't know, think we want those types hanging around. It's not like it's an iguana. Yeah, but it's the same kind of guy has a tortoise, right? No, that's the same dude. A family has a tortoise, and it lives in their backyard. And here's what I like about this idea: is usually when you domesticate an animal that's not usually domesticated, they start to get larger in captivity. Like they, when oh. as they breed, they become older and larger, and I, and they're already huge. How awesome would it be if all of a sudden you had a car-sized tortoise just walking around a farm? That would be pretty good. Yeah, and if you had a steering wheel, <laughs> there you go. So it would, it would and like a turn signal every time he turned. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> what animal do you think would you would add to a farm, Jordan? Boy, I mean, I mean, I'm. I think I'm going back to like mini antelopes, like a dick dick. Right. Watch them bound around. Maybe. What uh, about what about one of these animals? I was went to back to the zoo the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I had such a good time when I went to the zoo the first time. I took Simon again, and uh, one of the things that I really like is these kind of weird things that you you want to call a. I would call it the category of animal is. Crazy horned animal, mm-hmm. like an animal with with horns that go sideways in a corkscrew, or like you know what I'm talking about. Just an, a huge animal with crazy horns, like a muskox. But it's not. But it's much crazier than that. Like you think it's just a muskox. So this is an animal that doesn't exist. Or no, the- these are real animals. And you see like a muskox, mm. and you see the animal from really far away, and you're like, that's just a muskox. And then you get a little closer, you know, close enough to really get a good look at it, and it's got fucking half tiger stripes, and it's got crazy Google horns. You know what I mean? (laughs) Horns that you could use to search the internet. Yeah. No, I mean, like, (laughs) you think it's just like, you know about yaks. Like, that's just some shit you know about. Yeah. Water buffalo, you know about that already. But tiger corkscrew crazy ass. But why does this thing have zebra stripes on it? You know what I mean? Like, what? Where's this from? You because know where it's it, from? Because, Fucking, it, because it thinks it's better than you. It's from Madagascar. Every time, every time, people who live in Madagascar must have a like a fucking. Zoology boner yeah. at all times. Madagascar, you know, may, I think they're just they, they're just over it. But when they come here and see like a brown pigeon, they probably lose their shit. 
Oh, you're like, it's just brown. Mm. Because it's so simple. Yeah. It's sort of like a Bauhaus type thing. Or do you exactly. think they're so worried about a lemur jumping out of a bush and strangling them like they do back home That's that true. they don't even pay attention Lemurs to Lemurs are murderous. Um, on the topic of uh, father-son outings, yeah. uh, I was somewhere today where I saw some fucking serious father-son shit going where on. Where did you go? I went to the uh, Science Center to see the Space Shuttle Endeavor. So here in Los Angeles, uh, they have – when they retired the last of the mm-hmm. space shuttles – one of them went somewhere on the East Coast, I think, and one of them went here to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and it was it was huge news here in here sure. in L.A. I don't think I can't think of anything. Certainly, there's a mayoral election going on right now that I have heard ten <laughs> percent of the amount of information that I heard about this space shuttle yeah. coming to Los Angeles. There's like a fun time lapse video you can watch of the space shuttle like driving all around town. Uh, that's actually pretty fun. Uh, Oh, and also speaking of of guys with long gray ponytails, um, in front of me uh, in the line to get in was like a biker club of like, you know, old guy bikers. Um, And they had these jackets with like, you know, their biker patches all over it. Your skulls, Harley Davidson's, Harley Davidson logos, knives. Uh, But one guy just had a patch above his breast that said treasurer. (laughs) <laughs> I like the idea that like the nice. biker gang operates like a student council. Yes. <laughs> like there's somebody there's somebody whose job it is, you know, before every meeting to just say, "Hey bikers, can we settle down?" <laughs> like cuz, you know, you got to I like the idea that there is a whole like a f- whole financial structure to all, every biker club. So yeah. there's a treasurer there's a bursar. Yeah. There's a comptroller. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like a whole operation. And sure. And they, they, I imagine them coming in, parking their Harley Davidsons, going into the scary biker bar, specifically the one from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and taking off their black leather jackets. And underneath they have sleeve garters. And then they put on their head one of those uh, green translucent visors. Sure. And they start doing the books. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe there's a guy who takes the minutes too. Yeah. Do you think they do cash accounting or? Hmm. Yeah, I bet bet they just use their, you know, their their biker bitches. I bet they just, it's a a trade situation. Right. You know, you're you're old ladies. Sure. So in front of you was one of these dudes. Yeah. Uh, That's it. That's it. But you went to the science center. I went to the science center. Uh, By the way, you know how much much it costs to see the spaceship? I already told you how much it costs to see the spaceship. Dan, what do you think it would cost to see a a real spaceship? I've spent too much to go to places like this, too. Before you guess, I'll just clarify for you. This fucker's been to space. Yeah. And it's the same one. It's not the recreation of it. Uh, Let's say $35 per adult. Dan. Two bucks. It costs two bucks to oh, see the spaceship. Snap. I was prepared to throw down a thirty-five bucks. I'm like, I've been wanting to see this thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm doing all right. right. I'm prepared to. I'm prepared to throw down the cash. You two can't bucks. see Shamu for two bucks. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I know. And that's never even been to space. That's only been to the ionosphere. Oh, they really <laughs> ought to throw some whales in space. <laughs> Shamu been to the ionosphere? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Transparent <laughs> aluminum, right? Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek 4. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. So, so there's some, like, 
so it's the space. Okay, okay. The the main thing before you go into the see the spaceship, it's in like this. They built a special hangar just for the spaceship. Um, so you know you have to do some science museum stuff before you go out into the hangar. Uh, and there's like all these like space exhibits, and uh, there's a really really in depth uh, display where you learn how a space toilet works. Really, it's pretty amazing. There are stirrups. Uh, if you want to go number one, there's a long hose. And if depending on if it's a man or woman, uh, you know, doing the number one, there's a different attachment. It's like a vacuum. There's a lady one that's in the shape of a vagina. Uh, and then a vulva, yes. A vulva. And uh, the man one, there's there's one. It, it's like a sheath mm-hmm. that, that makes – It's like a condom. Yeah. I know about this because I read Packing for Mars, our friend Mary Roach's book about space stuff. Yeah. And I would say that it's tough to say for sure because the space fucking part was pretty great. But the space shitting part was pretty great too. Apparently in this one that I saw, aiming is the issue in space. Zero G – when you're defecating in zero G, aim is an issue. It seals when you sit down on the Mm. toilet. It creates a vacuum seal right? to suck the poop out of your butt. Um, it, it's, the <laughs> this thing, is real. I'm not making this oh, up. Oh, I believe I know way too much about this myself. The thing, and the thing that really blew my mind that seemed like it was designed by a German pervert was that <laughs> there's a camera. There's a camera in the toilet and you have a screen and so you can make sure you're aiming right. So you have you you. It's part of the deal where you watch yourself shit. Will we ever on a get to go to space? Screen. Oh God, no! Really? Yeah, we're not Lance Bass. It is way too expensive. They'll never get just any old. Uh, but any we're old we're not there. even Joey Fatone. I'm only thirty one years old. Mm-hmm. I'm still. I th- I plan to be space worthy in twenty five years. Space worthy means billionaire, though. That's how you do it. You pay your own way up there now. Oh, but think, think gonna... about the difference between 1930 and 1955. No, for for okay, flight. I yeah, I just I'm just worried it'll be like an upper class, lower class kind of thing. Where yeah, like... you plan to be upper class. Yeah, I'm a yeah, business Dan. owner, Dan. What's you're your, on your way what's up. Your you're billionaire. going to be doing all right. I I run a very successful network of listener supported podcasts. Uh huh. Which is the business of the future. Yes, podcasting. So what do you think is going to be the next big podcast innovation that takes you to outer space? Because I'm not saying you're not already on the cusp of millionairedom, but to get to billionairedom. Space casting. Space cast? Ooh. Yeah. What? Is there any other possible yeah. answer to the question, what is the next big podcasting the innovation that will take is, you to space? The content is no different. Right. But it's just in space. So it gives it a quality. Again, so you leave episodes back to recording. Like no, we record them in space. Get your head out of the clouds, Telfer. We're talking about... We're talking about a simple podcast. Fun guys like us, fun ladies sitting around microphones, you know, talking about their days, talking about the Science Center. They're in space. Okay. It's called a space cast. That's pretty good. And it's only available if you go to outer space to listen to it, right? You can't just download it. Of course you can listen to it. There's only like – there's only like eight people in space at any given time. There's no market for that. Do you think because there's there's no... anyone can listen to it? You just have to have a beam it down space cast enabled device. Sure, something that can beam it through the ionosphere. Anyway, so the space toilet was great. Yeah, 
Uh, we're shaped like vaginas and penises. Yeah, yeah. I bet you could find some way to, like, fuck the tube, too. I bet they fuck the... Yeah. Because, I mean, I imagine the, the issue with, like, what if something gets out. Like, you know, if you miss the toilet, you know, that liquid or the poop matter could, like, mess with the instruments. It seemed to be a big thing. That's why they're... You know, food is freeze-dried because if it gets into pieces. So I imagine... You'll also want to ejaculate into something well, the into fellas, a vacuum, right? The fellas will get blue balls after a while, right? Look at the old "I gotta have a wet dreamer, I gotta take care of business." Yeah, yeah. So I mean, sooner I would... or later they have to expel, right? And they can't sleep with the sheath. Mm-mm. They don't want it. They don't want it to happen in, in the night times. Yeah. You wanna, you, you know, you wanna tube. do it on the space toilet, watching your space porn. Do you think maybe, maybe watching yourself shit will do I it. think maybe there's a special tube they <laughs> just don't yeah. show you. I think there's they, a special mo- fuck tube. Most astronauts like... are German perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, so we saw the – and then uh, then we went in to see the, uh, see the spaceship. And, I, I like, I've never been a space guy. Like, I was never a space kid. Like, I remember, you know – my parents buy me like planet magnets in hopes that I would become a space kid. But I was like – I was so concerned with dinosaurs that I just could not be bothered right. with another educational thing to be interested in. Right. But it was like really, really awe-inspiring. It's like this shit's been to space. Uh, look what men can do. America is great because we invented it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did it better than anybody. Sure. Number one. Yeah. Not like those lying Iranians. No, nope. their space monkey that didn't actually go into yeah, space. That crimson jihad bullshit. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty amazing, and there was so much father son like hand holding, piggyback riding going on here. Like they were kind of piping in this kind of soft orchestral music, you know, to to you know increase the awe. Uh, they should have just been playing that. Cats in the Cradle Silver Spoon song. <laughs> there was so much like dad son stuff going on. Like there was a little boy uh, legitimately running around in his like uh, Halloween costume spacesuit. It was fucking great. When a little kid wears a Halloween that's costume awesome. and it's not Halloween, that's, I mean, that's about as good as it gets, right? Can I tell you something? Please. For Christmas, my wife ordered for me, this was my primary Christmas gift. Hmm. So, I went to England for to shoot put this on. And I met this guy named Guy, Guy Hills. And uh he is a designer sort of uh who makes not that he's only sort of a designer but he's more than that. Um who makes the, who runs this company called Dashing Tweeds. And among other things, basically what the what he has done is he has designed textiles to be like as as Tweed is to the Scottish Highlands, so his textiles are to contemporary urban world. So they're inspired by the colors of the city, and also they are just as or, you know traditional Tweeds are fu- hyper functional for you know shooting grouse or whatever. <laughs> they're hyper functional for stuff like riding bicycles. So he made. Things among other things, tweeds with three um, M reflective fabrics in them, so that you, they look totally normal, but you run a flashlight over them and they light up. So this guy is this crazy eccentric. He's like the most eccentric person I've ever met in my entire life, who was not at all crazy. And he had this animal hat, and it was made out of felt, handmade from felt. It was a fox hat. And it's like to make it look like his head is a fox's head. Yeah. Okay. 
And um, he just greeted us at the door wearing it. And, you know, a few minutes later, he said, you know, like, oh, what do you think of my fox hat? My children got it for me. I love it so much. Ha 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 He's a little bit manic, too. Sure. <laughs> and I thought to myself, fuck, that is a really nice fox hat. Like, I would never have in a thousand years have imagined that I would want a fox hat until I saw how nice this fox hat was. It's made by some English artist. Hmm. Like a fine artist huh. on the side she makes. Where do you where do you wear a fox hat? What's the occasion for the fox hat? So, Just general tooling about? So here's the thing. I tell my wife about this. She stores it away. And for Christmas In the spank bank. Yeah. She for Christmas she ordered matching animal hats mm-hmm. for me and my son Simon. Okay. And it takes them, they're, I mean, they're handmade by one person, so it takes a few months for them to come. And they're supposed to be coming imminently. So in the next couple of weeks. And I think that where you wear them is if you have I mean, you an wear them to old, you wear them to Instagram. If you have an 18-month-old, <laughs> I can just put mine on, put his on, we can go fucking anywhere because yep. all it is is me being Free a great pass. dad. Yeah. Free pass. yeah, I mean, you definitely have to have the kid. You know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to really attract nice, other crazy, so it it's a really nice like animal. An animal. Well, does it make your? It's no, like it's big? beautiful. Mm-hmm. Is it big? It's beautiful. Imagine just you know, you know those kind of animal hats that kids wear. Does it have wear a nose? Now. You know, I don't know. Like, oh, you mean like it's a wool like, hat? With you know those kind on. of no, you know those kind of like plush hats that that have little ears on them yeah. and like dangly yeah, things. Yeah, sure, sure. And they tie them under their chin. Imagine that, but imagine if that were handmade out of hand sculpted essentially out of felt um and hand painted pretty outstanding do you know what animal you're getting oh i think i'm getting a fox are there other animals Ooh. there's a like several badger? different animals yeah like yeah. badger exactly oh, like badger fucking badger would be pretty amazing sure. i'm so excited about this i can't begin to tell you guys <laughs> i can't i am i i am at a point where i when this comes i'm just going to wear it around the house? I might keep it here at the office in case I need to wear it here. <laughs> like if I need to fire somebody or something. Sure. You, oh, that's when people know they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. When you get the fox hat on. You bet. You got it. Yeah. Or when you need to feel more sly. Do you think you'll start opening windows and just uh, like making it cool around in general? And it's like, oh, well, it's it's that temperature. I got to put my fox, gotta put my fox hat like, on. I'm going to do all kinds of shit to wear this fox hat. We're going to go to the pizzeria. You know, me and my son wearing our hats, oh, eating some pizza. It's going to be great. <laughs> this, this from the man who uh, yelled at people for riding a unicycle around. This is a beautiful hat. This thing is beautiful. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. Your son yeah. better like wearing this hat. Or he's, he's a gonna, baby. He, he's going to have to learn. This to is like the this fine hat. art version of the uh, of the punk rock parrots who buy the Ramones onesie. I mean, this is. It's an amazing situation. This is amazing. This this hat's amazing. <laughs> You're gonna wear a fox hat around? He'll be wearing a cape within like three months. <laughs> yeah, I would like to wear a cape. Yeah, my daughter's got a cape. A nice inver- like an Inverness cape. Is that what we're talking about? Or are we talking about like a superhero cape? Superhero I don't want to wear a superhero cape. It's a superhero cape. She wears it at the like comic a, book store. That's a, more like a cloak. That'd be amazing. Get like a like a, like a Fellowship of the Ring cloak. I want to wear like a like Larry a- David on Seinfeld cape. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's the a cape isn't functional, right? Like it is just yes, for, it is. It what keeps you, you warm like and dry. Okay, it's like a jacket. Okay, yeah. But your it's, arms don't have to get sweaty because you can just free them up. Yeah, 
Okay, but it's worse than a jacket because stuff can get in. What do you mean, like infested? Yeah, I mean, no, but I mean, has more. There's more space <laughs> for dampness. I don't understand capes. Squirrels just live in your cape. Yeah, squirrels get under there. You really don't understand capes. Fox hat. You're gonna wear a fox hat out and around? I don't know. We'll see. It's tempting. Is all I'm saying. I've never yeah. felt this way about something sure. as ridiculous as a fox you hat. Never. It's pretty nuts. Until I saw a guy's before. fox hat. But yeah, I, but I think you might have to step off circus people after fox hat, right? Do you have to? I think you have to to dial some of that back retroactively. Number one, what's said is said. Sure. Number two, it had to be said. <laughs> Can't make fun of. Well, we'll see. Anymore. I mean, it, w- the odds that I'll actually wear it around, yeah. are pretty slim. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I'm excited enough. Sure. I mean, it's not you know, it's not a bandwagon that you're jumping on. You're definitely not Absolutely one of these not. handlebar mustache guys. Nope. That's something. But so you know, it is it is your own eccentricity that you've. Or you know, well, one guys. you've imported you've imported it. So you're mm-hmm. the, you'll be the first American with it. Yeah. Um, and when all the American fox hats come, you'll say the English ones are better because mm-hmm. they only make six of them per season. Right. And it really helps the quality. Right. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm I'm I support you. I feel like these fox hats are on some fucking Alexander McQueen shit. This is like some high. This is a this is a high art, high fashion. Yeah. Fucking fox hat here. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when it comes. Yeah, then Simon. Yeah, and then it'll definitely when Simon becomes a teen, you can uh, you can trot out the old fox hat pictures to embarrass him in front of his dates. Oh yeah, those will be good. Oh, that's gonna be great. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, uh, Dan Telfer, uh, murder snake. He was so ready last time. Do you yeah, remember he, how ready he was last time? I, I mean, I thought Luxurious Hedgehog, Hedgehog was great. I should have stuck with it. Yeah. I think people sometimes feel like they have to do new nicknames. They don't. I just I thought murder snake sounded way tougher. Murder snake is pretty tough. Is that the animal you most wish was on a farm? Uh, no, I'd rather have a hedgehog on a farm. I, 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 I think hedgehogs already live on farms. You got to pick a different animal. Aardvark. Like What's aardvarks. he doing? Does he have an anthill? Yeah, he just got an anthill. He just sticks around the corner. Does he get ants in the farmhouse? No, because he's he's going to eat them. Oh, I gotcha. He's, he's he controls the ant population, but they're right. ants, and right. he, they're you know they're like South African ants. So you know what? What animal most belongs on a farm that doesn't live on a farm? Two zero six nine eight four four fun. <laughs> JJ go at maximumfun.org. Give us a call. Let's get some discussion on the forum. Let's get some discussion on Twitter with the hashtag JJGo. I think this is this is a kind of topic that really incites passion in people, and for good reason. Sure, you know, I, this is the kind of shit people should care about. I like a sea farm where there's a lot of sea animals that oh. have to be tended to. That'd be like an time. anemone? Anemones. I, was, I would love some dugongs, uh, some deep sea. Like I don't know Mariana what a dugong Trench is. Stuff. It's like a manatee. It's a man. It's a kind of manatee. It's like a like a more like fun an ocean mammal. It is a lot of fun to say. I like yeah. saying dugong too. And I feel like they get. They get it sounds like a, it sounds like like one of your grandpa's like racist terms that like you don't. <laughs> you're like like these it dugongs means, stealing means, our jobs. Means Slovaks. Right. Right. It's a yeah. racist dugongs, term for Slovaks. Someone from Greenland. Um, hey, let's look up on the Jumbotron. We got a couple of messages this week. This one is to Troy from Ricci 
It's kind of oh, this is so sweet. This prepare yourself, Dan. Get some tissue. I'm stealing it. It's kind of ridiculous how much of a part of our early relationship JJ Go and the Max Fun family were. It's only fitting that I say this here. Our life together is filled with more love and laughter than I ever thought possible. I cannot wait to become your wife on March 2nd. Love and laughter. Isn't that beautiful? That's great. That's great. Doesn't say anything about sexual chemistry, so I'm just assuming that that's in the toilet. (laughs) But, uh, you know, love and laughter, two out of three. And frankly— Two out of three. They didn't ask either of us to perform their ceremony, so that's sort of a disappointment. Yeah. So, you know. Dan, you're not performing their ceremony, are you? No. Okay. I I just wanted to make sure, because if you had been performing their ceremony, out of here for you, Telford. Have you talked to the guys from the Long Shot podcast? Are they performing the ceremony? They might be. Eddie Pepitone would be good at it. Pepitone would be. He would do a really good job. I would still prefer that it be one of us, but, you know. If you're going to get somebody else, I'd say get Pepitone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you're not going to get Brent Weinbach. (laughs) Right. Uh, It goes us, Pepitone, Weinbach. And um, I told us Swinton. Until this one. That's a top. <laughs> only, if she, only if she flashes a nip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number five uh, is a dugong. Yeah. Dugong. 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 Yeah. Like a dugong in a little suit. <laughs> yeah, you get one of those. Yeah. Uh, hey, another message up on the Jumbotron. Uh, did you guys know that National Corn Dog Day is March 23rd? Jordan, what's that? <laughs> National Corn Dog Day is a day to gather with friends, watch the college basketball tournament, and eat corn dogs. If you visit corndogday.com, you can order a party pack. You click on the party pack button and prepare for your new favorite holiday. Happy Corn Dog Day, everybody, March 23rd. Wow, the party packs have coupons for free boxes of corn dogs, posters, t shirts, and maybe even a koozie. Sounds like corndogday.com is a pretty great website to visit. I, I, can, only, I, can, only in, I can only infer that from the information on the Jumbotron right now. Yeah. From what I see, it sounds like a great website. It sounds like you should go there and click on party pack. I, that's what I would click March on. March 23rd. Given the opportunity. Yeah. It's, how, how far away is that from St. Patrick's Day? When's St. Patrick's Day? I always forget. March 14th. Oh, great. So you'll be, you'll be all sobered up. Mm hmm. Ready to fucking go balls to the wall for National Corn Dog Day. Corn dogs are pretty good. Corn dogs are really good. I used to eat a lot of corn dogs. We used to get that big frozen box of corn dogs from Costco. Oh yeah, sure, sure. And you wrap fucking... it in a uh, wrapping a little paper towel, throw it in the microwave. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know how to make one of those. Hey, just last week on this program, we were talking about BoatParty.biz. Mm-hmm. Talking about that with our friend John Glaser from Television Delocated. Yeah. Well, have I got news for you? Visit BoatParty.biz right now. And you can find out what all the fuss was about. The Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival. (gasps) Yeah, you said it, Jordan. No fucking shit. You better not inhale too much right now because you won't have have any more room to inhale when I tell you about the fucking performers on our first ever, first ever comedy and music festival at sea. Probably the first comedy and music festival at sea in the history of human civilization. <laughs> Certainly the best. Oh, God. Who's, who's going to be at this comedy and music festival? Well, first of all, let's talk about the comedy side. Okay. We're looking at Al Madrigal, Great. the man of a thousand voices. <laughs> Eugene Merman from television. Hari Kandabalu from uh, Totally Biased on FX. Super funny comedian. Our friend Jasper Red, mm-hmm. the brilliant Jasper Red. We got John Hodgman. You've heard him on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Josie Long from England. We're buying her a plane ticket from England because she's so great. Jordan, you saw her at Max Funcon, right? She's great. Yeah. 
Kristen Schaal and Kurt Brownaller. Hey. Maybe you've heard of them. Kurt and Kristen. Who knows what sketches they might do? Who knows what sketch I really, really hope they will do? It's Kristen Schaal as a horse. Mark Marin from WTF, another friend of this program. Maria Bamford, the one and only, the probably too handsome to be a comedian, Mr. Nick Thune. Mm. That's quite a lineup. That's that's great. That is quite a fucking lineup. Oh, my God. Thune plays a guitar, too, which, uh, yeah. But wait, there's more. <gasps> what about the music? <laughs> what about Dan Deacon? What about John Darneal of the Mountain Goats? What? What about John Roderick of the Long Winters? What about Nellie Mackay? Dan's making, uh, Dan Telford is making a pretty, Broadway's pretty Nellie Mackay. freaked out Broadway's face. Nellie Mackay. <laughs> the beautiful and charming Miss Nellie Mackay. Oh, God. Will she bring her ukulele? Almost certainly. As long as she brings herself. God, she is a, she is a charmer, that Nellie Mackay, I'll tell you. Mm. Talk to her backstage. Try not to let your heart flutter. This is the best thing I've ever done in my life. I want everyone out there to know this. We have put so much fucking work <laughs> into the Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival presented by MaximumFun.org along with KCRW and Splitsider. Very happy to have them on board as well. We'll have a KCRW DJ on board ship. Hey. This is going to be a fucking Henry, extravaganza. It is. It's definitely going to be Henry Rollins. Yes! Holy <laughs> shit. It's probably not going to be Henry There's going to be sea animals. This is going to be... We'll, uh, we'll, stand on, we'll stand on the bow of the ship with our crossbows and take out some of those fucking dugongs uh, as they swim in the ship's teach wake. Teach them their goddamn lesson. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a party in Miami. Yeah. Fucking Will Smith style. Will Smith style. He's not going to be there, right? You should clarify that. Invited guests. Okay. <laughs> Invited scheduled guests. to appear. Yeah, scheduled to appear. Will Smith and Jaden Jaden Smith. Yeah, from yeah. Karate Kid Part Five. Officially mm-hmm. penciled in. Karate Kid Part Five, starring Jackie Chan. Okay, look. This is we have been busting our fucking asses bringing these amazing people together. This is going to be a blowout. Ass munching extravaganza. <laughs> so analingus is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. I'd prefer if you use the technical term. Seriously, there is a fucking private Caribbean island involved in this. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Oh, shit. And there's one more thing. We've got Mark McGrath and Friends Cruise in our sights, and we are ready to take his ass yeah. down. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, that's a that's a pretty tall wall to scale. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Very obviously, hair. obviously, we have Dan Deacon, which is great. Sure, but we don't have Smash Mouth with most of the original lineup. Well, we have Nellie Mackay. I mean, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. We have Nellie Mackay, but I mean, do what, we but have I think, the Spin Doctors? No, I mean, what I'm saying is that this is a neck and neck race well. for best cruise. Well, I, I've heard that John Hodgman carries a sword and attempts to take over other boats when he's mm. on the ocean. I've, he's got a reputation from the, from the you know, Jonathan Colton. It sounds possible. It sounds possible. Look, I don't know how you feel about boats. I don't know how you feel about cruises. But I know how you feel about amazing comedy and brilliant music. I know that when you're fucking flipping out, pouring buckets of sweat dancing your ass off while Dan Deacon and his fucking band 
are jamming your fucking asses out on the stage on top of a on in the Caribbean. You're gonna be glad you went. Tickets on sale now. Boatparty.biz. Coming up this September. Out of Miami. Mm. There's no Max Fun Con East this year. Just the Atlantic pretend Ocean Comedy like and Music Festival. If you were waiting for Max Fun Con East, I think you should pretend that this the is new that. Max Fun East. This is this is gonna be even better. I I just said it. Wow. You know, I just came right fucking out of mm-hmm. you heard that lineup. Yeah, it's a good you're lineup. Not, you're not an idiot. No. We got ten headliners. Conservatively. Sure. We got people who are going to be hosting shows who could headline any comedy club in this nation. Invited guests who have been in Karate Kid movies. This is a stadium Hillary lineup. Hillary Swank, also invited. This is if a fucking stadium If you've been in a Karate lineup. Kid movie. Yeah. And you know what else? Hmm. There's going to be a shuffleboard tournament, so there suck on that. Go. Yeah. Damn it. What do, you, what do you think Mark McGrath has as far as, like, deck sports? I don't know. He's probably got hair tip frosting. It's probably his primary deck sport. Yeah. You know what Mark McGrath has? He has Rock and Roll Jeopardy versus Mark McGrath, Rock and Roll Jeopardy legendary. Oh, that's pretty fun. (laughs) It does sound pretty fun. (laughs) But we got Chuck Bryant from Stuff You Should Know coming. Hey. That's it. He is as much a legend of knowing weird shit as McGrath is of being surprisingly good on Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Charles W. Chuck Bryant. Right? You know Chuck Bryant. I've, I've, I know the man. I know the legend. I know the podcast. This is the best thing. Look, if you haven't already bought your tickets by now, you better hope that I, you know, I can't even. I mean, sell your children. Sell something. That's a good. That's a good solution. Yeah, Dan, I got, I I got two children. I'm gonna, you know. What do you think you can oh, get yeah. for those two kids? Yeah, at least ten grand. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. They're white, right? Yeah, exactly. We're running out of white people. Do they have healthy gums? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I always make sure. Good. I mean, if they have gingivitis, then uh, no thanks. No thanks. You've almost got time to make a baby and sell it. You could promise it to someone with advance payment. Women, bear a child. As a surrogate mother. Oh, your wife, the- your wife can give birth on the boat while in international waters, and then the baby can murder. Science has come on Anyone. Away. You could just test tube that shit now, right? No, you don't sure. even need oh, a yeah, woman yeah, to carry sure. the baby. You just well, I was, like a I was, I was, what I was doing was coming up with a plan for the ultimate assassin who can legally murder. Oh, okay. See, I, I just... I just kind of went a different way. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just thinking about how you could grow babies in laboratories and let the lady come and not have to worry. She can still drink. Yeah. But then how would he, how would he, he kill with anonymity? <sighs> That's a great question. Yeah. That's anyway, cool. our goal with this thing, create the ultimate killing machine, <laughs> is untouchable we, by the law. We want to make we want to make uh, we want to bring the sort of spirit of Max Fun Con to a broader audience. Make the most fun you can have in the space of five days, uh, and it's online at boatparty.biz. Visit. Tell your fucking friend about it. Tell your sister. Tell your college radio station. Let's fucking do this thing. Boatparty.biz. I'm all in on this shit, Jordan. We're blowing it out. Good. Got Dan Deacon coming. Sure. John Darneal from the Mountain Goats. He's going to sing that song, uh, the 
best death metal <laughs> band in Denton, Texas. You know that song? Sure. It's fucking song. inspirational as shit. That shit makes you cry every time. Because it's about people trying their best. Yeah. And believing in something. <laughs> Hail Satan. Sure. Hail Satan. Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival. Comedy. Music. Shuffleboard. Online at BoatParty.biz. La, 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 la. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio <clears throat> sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Dan Telford, luxurious hedgehog. Yeah, you fucking commit to it. Let's yeah. take some calls, asshole. Let's go, let's go straight to the fucking tape. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Nate from Philly. Um, I am driving into work right now, and I've got a momentous occasion for you. Um, I just passed on the highway a, well, you know those trucks that carry cars on the back of them? Well, I just passed one of those, except on the back was another truck that was, you know, for carrying cars. And on the back of that truck was another truck. And on the back of that truck was a third truck. So three trucks on the back of one truck, all for carrying cars, traveling down the highway. It was a sight to see. Uh, Thanks, guys. Have a good one. That's the kind of shit that makes you appreciate what it is to be alive in America in 2013. I, you know, I had a, I had a, I had a car-related sighting that really, uh, really, really, really brightened my day the other day. I was at a stoplight, and there was a guy next to me, standard dad in a big sport utility vehicle, at the stoplight, fucking jamming on the harmonica. Oh wow! <laughs> it was the best, and I, my window was open, and I just laughed. I laughed harder. Oh god! You know, yeah. harder than I have in a long time. And he just made eye contact with me and kind of nodded and kept fucking jamming on the harmonica. Imagine if that dude had had another sport utility vehicle on top of yeah. his with another dad inside jamming on the harmonica. Oh, man. Or if there's a tiny dad on top of the harmonica playing a harmonica. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, tiny yeah, yeah. dad. Or imagine if on one side of you was the dad with the harmonica and on the other side, fucking Boz Skaggs. What? That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. That's America. Yeah. USA. Fucking Boz Skaggs. Yeah, the Skagger. Next call, please. Hi, this is Eric from Chicago calling with Moments Occasion. I'm calling from my girlfriend's bedroom in her sorority house. About 10 minutes ago, I stood downstairs in the living room just after their sorority initiations being applauded by the entire sorority for having fixed the girl's computer. Probably one of the strangest moments in my life today. Love the show. For having what? Yeah. What? what, Did you hear it, Dan? I think what he's saying is... A six-year-old computer? He yeah, like he fixed the computer. Everyone applauded him at an initiation. Then he went and hid in the bedroom. Go play, play it back, Brian. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he built it up so much it got really. Brian, enhance from Chicago, calling with moments occasion. I'm calling from my girlfriend's bedroom in her sorority house. About ten minutes ago, I stood downstairs in the living room just after their sorority initiations being applauded by the entire sorority. For having fixed a girl's computer. Fixed a girl's computer. Probably one of the strangest moments in my life today. Love the show. No. <sighs> Moment of shame. Yeah. A he was bit. way too excited just to have, like, when they applauded, that's kind of an ironic group applaud, right? Like, yeah. like, kind of like, that was oh, look at, oh my God, sure. can you believe it? I mean, you know, he, he's, I mean, something to be said for this guy. I mean, he, he, he's. He's one of these girls' boyfriends. Yeah. He's sleeping with her, presumably. This guy's having sex. He at least has access, yeah. sure. permitted or not, which, to her bedroom. You know, which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope that part where you said girlfriend is true. 
I hope the girlfriend thing isn't in your head. By the way, Uh, the Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival, fucking is mandatory. Wow. You don't have to fuck me. Fucking. You don't have to fuck me. You can fuck anyone you want. Can you fuck in the engine room? If you can get in there, go I mean, to town. Because, oh, because Grease it up and stick it in. That's what I say. Because it's international go. waters. Do, you can fuck the engine if you want to. Oh, do that it sounds like an invitation. Bonds and commitments that you've made on American soil, do they just not count out there? I mean, no. is, this a, is this a, you know. Once you hit international waters. Yeah. You can defy any law. God's law. I mean, they don't, they're not, they, don't, they don't care about this patriarchal system that we've set up here. You can in, fuck an engine. Yeah, totally. Who's to say on? a man in an engine? A consenting man and an unwilling engine. You know the engine's unwilling? Yeah. The way it just pumps that piston. No, yeah, you're right. It wants it. It wants it. greasy yeah. old fucking engine. Get, yeah. Hot. It's hot. We got one more call, if I'm not mistaken. Let's hear it. Hello, Jordan. Hello, Jesse. Hello, guest. Uh, I'm Dane from Northwest Arkansas. And uh, I just got off stage for doing my first comedy open mic. I wrote a set, mainly about my dick. <laughs> I delivered it. I think I did okay. Got a few laughs for my first time. That's not bad. Uh, well, maybe in a few years, if I keep it up, I'll be a guest on there with you. Uh, thank you. I've seen Dane Dick. Dane's dick. It's hilarious. Yeah, sounds pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. Hey, great. Good for you. Uh, yeah, man. Open mics are the fucking worst. I mean, yeah, that is that is a... It's a feat. It's totally a feat to get up and do your first open mic. Um, God, I went to one the other day. Uh, I, I, I sometimes will poke around with stand-up comedy, but uh, but I don't have a lot of patience for that like open mic grind. The open mics in L.A. are even more brutal than sure. anywhere else I've been. Oh, ever. totally. Even New York, it's worse. <laughs> yeah, and something about it that I noticed was um, – you know how people will get on a Facebook or a Tumblr and like – Talk about how something in comedy is misogynistic. That's a popular thing to do these sure, days. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times, I think they're right. Yeah, I think they, there's a lot of usually when someone takes something like that down, I'm like, that's correct. That thing probably was misogynistic, or there is a misogynistic practice in this. But you know, I I, I kind of feel like like I'll go around and I'll see shows. Like I saw a show the other night. It was about uh, funny book club. This was four women and one man. <laughs> Um, one man paired with a show, uh, a one-woman show about a funny lesbian singing some funny lesbian songs. I'm like, I don't know. Is is comedy is comedy aggressive to women? I guess is something that I think to myself a lot, especially when there's all these takedowns of it. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's not as bad as all that. And then I go to an open mic, and the most fucking awful shit. Oh, yeah. The most awful, rapey, aggressive, violent shit is at these open mics. It's just the worst. And yes, Ugh. and I think that every time I go to that, I'm like, oh, yes, that's why people spend so much time, you know, looking for stuff to take down because this is so real. Like I saw a dude the other day sing a Chris Brown song, Ugh. popular Chris Brown song, while pretending to beat up <laughs> a woman. And oh, no, no commentary – just, I can sing this song, and I'm throwing these imaginary At an open punches. Mic? At an open mic. That was his Ugh. act. That was his act. If you, if you see a woman go up at an open mic, yeah. and you see any potential in her as a comedian whatsoever, go up to her afterwards and tell her, hey, I thought you did great up there, and leave it at that, 
don't hit on her. <laughs> oh but, God, but I give, know. Give them know. that that morsel that they need to keep doing it because God damn it, they have to put up with some disgusting. It's <laughs> awful. It was so bad, and it's yeah, and it's like even. You know, like even there will be there's this dude the other night who's like a, you know, like a, you know, a, a well-dressed kind of, you know, kind of fun, geeky looking comedy guy. And he got up there and just did uh, women. Women are bitches. Why do you buy? Don't buy. Don't buy. Don't pay for dinner. Don't pay for dinner. You buy them coffee and that's it. And if they're not going to put out, like, just did that. It's, it's like, and that's why I don't get in relationships. I'm like, no, you probably don't get into relationships because you're awful. Anyways. Open mics are the fucking worst. Yeah, Way technically, to go, guy. he doesn't get into relationships because of sure. his general tone. <laughs> right, because he's an awful person. Anyways, yeah. so yeah, anybody who morally can, bankrupt who gets out there and does open mics with regularity is uh, and especially is a hero. yeah, if they do something like a joke that they wrote, yeah, and it's not just a performance art piece that's blowing off all their like un, <laughs> undefined rage. I know, just like, ah, like not even just the women's stuff. Just there's so many people up there who just scream. Angrily about how they masturbated. Yeah, and there's no punchline. There's a lot. I mean, <laughs> it's just... and and a fair chunk of just a mentally ill person oh, yeah. you who know is what? just it's rambling a... about the radio it's... and what it's telling him. It's so weird to me that it's tough to get a good audience at an open mic, given what you guys are yeah, describing. Yeah, I mean, you wonder why it's just the other comics, you know, yeah. and the bartender. I think if people knew how insane it got, there would be more people. <laughs> I really like people that. <laughs> like like in in the way a group of women will get together and watch Smash. <laughs> a group of comedians will get together and go to an open mic I, yeah. to hate laugh at it. Well, yeah, because there's so many open mics. You I didn't mean to, to gender the hate watching. But there's a lot of hate watching from fellow comedians. Yeah, yeah. You hear a lot of like your people laughing in the back of the room if there's a horrible comic up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think a lot of people would enjoy that. Just you want to open up? You want to open up the doors to contempt for aspiring comedians Not from all contempt. comers. Support sure. also. Support also. But okay. I'm just t- if, if if you're worried... You're a really hateful guy, I guess is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can all tell. Sure. Uh, I didn't want to start this up at the end of the podcast, but... I the minute you said that an anteater would be the best animal to have yeah. on a farm that's not already on a farm, we knew that you were a hateful man. Aardvark, not, not anteater. Oh, that's, that's fine. Oh, yeah, Aardvark yeah, yeah, you're fine. Sorry, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. we misheard you. Yeah, we'll be I back in so just... Sorry, sorry about that, Dan. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Disney Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Dan Telfer, luxurious hedgehog. Hey, if you want to follow Dan Telfer on Twitter, go to twitter.com slash Dan Telfer. It's D-A-N is how you spell Dan. That's absolutely right. T-E-L-F-E-R is how you spell Telfer. Yeah. Put them together. What do you got? Dan at Telfer. Dan Telfer. Oh. Well, you have to add an ad at the beginning for mine, so I guess mine doesn't hold up in court. <laughs> and, of course, Dan's doing comedies around Los Angeles. He's only been here for... About six weeks. What are we looking at? Six, six and a half weeks. Sounds good. Something like that. You got a family here. You got you got work. You got to you got to get some punch up job. You sure. got to pass out flyers. You got to put on a Spider Man costume and down to Hollywood. You have to. Uh, I, yeah. You have to also. What I hear is really big. You know, something that a lot of like development executives are looking for is like a mime abuse routine. Oh man! Like mime, if you can throw in like music or something, that's always great. I've, but it's I've, very hot. I've seen a crying Charlie Chaplin on a Taco Bell lawn already. That was pretty great. <laughs> I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people like your dinosaur stuff, but I would focus if I could suggest on just stuff about 
intergender abuse. Yeah. You should sure. be the abuser. <laughs> that way the audience knows you're powerful. Well, I have, you know, I, I have a lot of time out here to workshop that. You got to get the, you got to lock you got to lock the audience in so they know if they don't laugh, you're fucking coming for them. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. I don't think that yeah. I should put us And when my- I say them, I mean I'm talking yeah. about people who are societally disadvantaged, who don't have the privileges sure. that you do as a white women, homosexuals, man. immigrants. Exactly. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. at, it's at Second City they teach you, you know, you should always play for status, so it mm-hmm. changes. But mm-hmm. I right. think you should actually just go for who's already down. Yeah. I disagree with that. Exactly. Me. I mean, the Polish. Sure. Just They're whoever you can get, whoever you can target. That then yeah. get them in your sights and, and take on them stage down. show them how you would beat them. Yeah. If they were to cross this you, this is stuff. just show business stuff. This I'm is gonna... just a, we've been in show business for a long time. Mm-hmm. I hosted a television show for upwards of six months. Uh, I think I know a little something about show business. You don't think people like uh, bits about astronauts and dinosaurs? No, and... they don't want astronaut no, no, and dinosaur no, no. humor. They want something. They want something current and morally reprehensible. Okay. So focus on that. It's a good thing you came into the podcast, Dan. Thanks. Because I would hate it if you were out there for, you know, months and months just spinning your wheels with all these hilarious dinosaur jokes yeah. that are delightful and we, that someone forwarded to me before I even ever knew you and said, look at this hilarious guy who has this dinosaur routine. Yeah. Well, it's That's my friend Laurel. I can finally let my dark side out. I can finally talk about what I do after the, the comedy yeah. shows at night when I go and look for a coyote to pin down. and <laughs> Just rape <laughs> and throttle. Sure. And well, you got to throttle it after it's going to talk. Well, that's where they got that weird little yip. When you say yeah. people when, empathize with that yip. When you describe all the stuff about coyotes, you're talking about the guys that bring immigrants from one side of the border to the other. Oh, you can do that with, with people too. Yeah. Yeah. Coyotes. Oh. You can throttle anybody. Sunny D on the boards, Brian Fernandez. Producing the program. We're online at MaximumFun.org. At MaxFunHQ, if you want to know about the two new MaxFun shows that are launching imminently. These are fucking tremendous shows. <laughs> These shows are going if to... You, if you like to laugh, if you like to think, if you like sexual pleasure... Ugh. You're going you're to want to check out these shows. I'm not saying... There's nothing about sex in these shows that yeah, I'm aware no. of. But it just seems Maybe like some the kind sexy of jokes. Well, I... Yeah. I find a I find a sense of humor sexy. Sure, I I have inside that's, info. Yeah, that's why I'm fucking Mister Bean. I'm really aroused right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't crazy. like talking. You don't like all that. Ugh. You don't like it when they like to talk after. Nah, just fuck Mister Bean. He makes some little noises. He goes. Rrr, rrr, rrr. Yeah. And then he uh, then he heads home. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> <laughs>